This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hani Balkis. It's the beginning of a brand new week and you're listening to Future Talk right here on Pulse95. This is the one and only place where we bring you the latest on what is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Hope you're all having a very blessed and productive Sunday. And we're very excited to share with you on what is happening right here in the UAE when it comes to the world of tech. Because now UAE residents can actually monitor if there are any earthquakes or cyclones that are going to be taking place through a very interesting website that we're going to be revealing in just a few moments. Yes, and Donald Trump is making headlines once again as Facebook has suspended Donald Trump until at least 2023. Yes, indeed. Coming up on today's show, lots is happening in the world of apps when it comes to Twitter because the wait is finally over. If you've been excited for the new subscription service, Twitter Blue, I know Hani isn't, now is the time for you to go ahead and get it. It's been released in a couple of countries and soon enough it'll be released all around the world. So make sure you stay tuned to find out more about it. And what's happening with Amazon's Ring Neighborhood Watch app and it's making police request for public files. Now we do know Amazon Ring is a type of security feature that is installed in someone's home. And now the police are asking for those files. Yes, indeed. If you are a big fan of wearables, today we're going to be talking about whether or not kids should have wearables because Fitbit just launched a new Minions branded uh, wearable or it's similar to an Apple Watch, but it's a Fitbit. So if you are interested in getting your child a new gift, but may have certain thoughts about it stick to the debate we're going to be having in just a few moments to talk a little bit more about the useful benefits and the dangers of having a fitbit for children yeah so keep all 95 vlog we're going to be taking a short break but when we come back we're talking all about how you can now monitor earthquakes and even track cyclones right here in the uae daily digital news bits and bytes connect our world Residents right here in the UAE can now monitor earthquakes and even track cyclones. Now, all you have to do is uh, go to the National Center of Meteorology's website as part of their new electronic services, and then you can view satellite maps, monitor earthquakes, and even track tropical cyclones through that new website. Now, they did announce that it has given a complete facelift to its website to ensure the ease of use and access to all that information, which is related to the weather as well as key activities and even services. Now, in addition to to those several new services and features that have been added to that website, such as viewing satellite maps, viewing and tracking tropical cyclones, and even monitoring earthquakes, as well as requesting weather information for companies and the public through the National uh, Center of Meteorology's website. Yes, indeed. And now, for the very first time ever, you can actually find out exactly how cloud seeding happens through that website. So if you just go to www.rain.ae slash radar3d, you'll be able to view radar information in high-quality 3D format to see exactly how clouds are formed and observe them from different angles and different sizes. We do know that the UAE is very big on cloud seeding and it has actually brought a lot of the rainfall that we've seen this year. 
The website also allows a lot of people to view the cloud data horizontally and vertically so that you can actually visualize the way cloud seeding happens and how much time and effort it takes. This will also be allowing different specialists to estimate the amount of water that is carried by those clouds at present and in some previous cases. So the UAE can better prepare on how to welcome this rainfall whenever it does happen. Yes, and the redesigned website also does include the updated version of Wraith page that does feature important information to community members and even meteorologists offering them access to data from the five most important numerical forecast models on a local, regional, and even global scale scale for comparison purposes. Now, we do know that Wraith maps do contain accurate data for many weather elements at different altitudes, and that new app does provide weather forecasts for the world's major cities. So we're looking at a kind of all-in-one type of website and app, and believe it or not, you can actually download it as it is available both on iOS and Android devices. Yes, indeed. And through the website rain.ae, National Center of Meteorology is actually planning to launch a very unique service to give you weather information in an innovative format on a global scale. So you can actually access what the weather is going to be like over the next 10 days with the support of different animations to help you also expect, let's say if there's rain, how heavy that rainfall is going to be and different weather elements that will be involved within uh, the certain day. Now, they're also, as you've mentioned, Tanya, I think they're also providing a new app that will be going alongside the website that they're launching. And it's going to be available on both the iOS and Android devices. The application will also give a very nice feature to all Muslims living right here in the UAE, allowing them to check prayer timings as well as the Qibla direction from anywhere in the world. So let us know if you guys are going to get your hands on the app. Maybe when you're bored at night, go and see what is happening around the world. Sometimes I do that. With Snap Map, if I want to know if something crazy is happening in New York City or right here in the UAE, let us know your guys' thoughts. We're going to be taking a short break, but when we come back, we're talking about Facebook and how they have suspended Trump until at least 2023. You're listening to Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. This, I think, this year was the first time we've seen social media platforms take a stand when it comes to political stands. And they did that when they went ahead and banned U.S. President, former U.S. President Donald Trump from Facebook. Twitter did it as well. I think Instagram joined the team as well. And they did it for what we thought was going to be a short period of time, kind of like teaching your child a little bit of a lesson. But Facebook decided on Friday to suspend former U.S. President Donald Trump from its platform until at least January of the year 2023. It's a decision that was actually in the pipeline for quite some time. And it was very shocking to a lot of people because no one thought the consequences of all the misinformation that U.S. former President Donald Trump has been spreading on those social media platforms would cause a ban off of the platforms for this long. Yes, now Facebook's independent oversight board in May actually upheld its ban on Mr. Trump, who was blocked from the website just after the January 6th riot at the U.S. Capitol due to concerns that his posts were inciting violence. However, the board did rule rule out that it was wrong to make the ban indefinite and then set a six-month deadline to determine a proportionate response. But then Mr. Trump's suspension was effective from the initial date 
in January and will be only reinstated if the conditions do permit. Now, we do know Facebook has actually made the decision to ban him for two years, and that ban does apply to Instagram as well, mm -hmm. as we do know that Facebook owns Instagram. So Donald Trump will not be able to have a, uh, a an account on Instagram nor Facebook, and uh, that is where his uh, big followers were. He had a lot of following on those two platforms and because of his ban on social media he even uh, kind of insisted or kind of hinted he would make his own social media platform to spread his misinformation but again we are seeing how social media giants are holding Donald Trump by the neck and waiting for this to blow over and I am suspecting that this will be before or after the the U.S. presidential elections of 2024, as it is kind of stating that Donald Trump does want to run again. Mm -hmm. And I would definitely agree with you on that one. Now, when we look at when was Donald Trump first banned, it was actually on the 7th of January of this year. And Donald Trump came out saying after he found out that he's going to be banned off of the platform for two more years that he sh that you know social media platforms should not be allowed to do this they should not be allowed to get away with the censoring and the silencing but the question is they do have to fight misinformation and the only way to do this in, in this case is to actually ban the source of misinformation to begin with social media companies have actually been really struggling in the past few years on how to handle world leaders and politicians that violate the guidelines of their platforms and this is I think one of the biggest moves that they've done Facebook has actually come under fire from those who think it should abandon this hands-off approach to political speech it's been criticized by different parties who actually support free expression and who do see that banning uh, Mr. Donald Trump is actually basically a very bad act of censorship Yes, now we do know the decision did come on the same day the EU and Britain actually launched a formal antitrust investigation into Facebook's possible misuse of its vast trove of customer data, basically about their privacy concerns. So we do know that the EU and Britain have been holding uh, social media giants by the neck, whether it was social media giants or even big tech companies like Apple and mm -hmm. Google, because the EU is very ethical when it does come to the customer and consumer's rights, unlike the US. So when Facebook became under fire, they said, hey, wait, wait one second, right? We're doing everything right. Let's go and ban Donald Trump for another two years yeah. Um, it was most likely a PR uh, scheme mm -hmm. to kind of cover their own uh, tracks once again. And again, it, they are covering their own tracks, but it is good to not see Donald Trump on the internet, even though a lot of people, including myself, do miss kind him? of miss his <laughs> shenanigans on Twitter. I definitely agree with you. Now, Facebook is not just doing this with Donald Trump, though. They have actually plan they have plans to go ahead and end a policy that was first created by Chief Executive Mark Zuckerberg that would typically exempt politicians from any moderation rules on its website. So politicians kind of had a leverage uh, versus different citizens. And the company did also announce that they're going to be applying a newsworthiness exemption to certain posts that deemed to be in the public interests. Even if they violate Facebook rules, it will no longer treat the material posted by politicians any differently from content that's posted by anyone else, which I believe is by far the best move that Facebook has done to this day, especially because misinformation is misinformation you know wrong facts are wrong facts whether they're coming from a normal citizen or from a politician let us know your thoughts our text lines are open for 215 do it this a lot or sign into our dms at pulse 95 radio what do you think of banning donald trump 
off of Facebook until the year 2023. And do you miss his shenanigans on Twitter? Coming up on the show, we're going to be talking all about Twitter Blue, the brand new subscription service that Twitter has launched to try and monetize the platform. Apps all around. What's worth a click and download? Twitter just got a name revamp. We're talking about Twitter Blue and how Twitter is launching its first subscription service. Now, Twitter is rolling out a subscription service, and it will be starting in Canada and Australia, and then it did, it will offer perks like an undo button for those subscribers. Now, again, straight off the bat, horrible move, but whatever. <laughs> Let's see what they got. Uh, every single time we talk about a new feature of Twitter, I'm excited to see what Hani thinks of it. But this one gets a big no from Hani and I because paying money for a subscription service to get features that I wouldn't think are life-changing on Twitter as a platform just seems like a little bit of a cheap move to try and monetize the platform. However, if you are interested in Twitter Blue, stick around to find out more about its perks because the first one we're going to be talking about is an undo button for its subscribers. You're not going to be getting what we, what a lot of people have been asking for for a very long time, the edit button. It's not going to be coming to Twitter and it's not going to be coming anytime soon to Twitter Blue, but they are offering an undo button. So if you go ahead and you post a tweet and within 30 seconds of posting that tweet, you had a change in mind, you know, you, you've decided that you want to cancel that tweet before it appears to the rest of the world. You have 30 seconds to be able to go ahead and delete it. Yes. I mean, again, this is a horrible feature. Number that's number two. I mean, I think this should be something that is uh, kind of already uh, the standard. And again, we're looking at bookmark folders, reader mode, things that don't really make as much sense of why someone would pay money to use them. Now, it does appear that the reader mode does make threaded tweets easier to read and either, even customizable app and app icons and even color themes. Now, we do know subscribers will also get dedicated customer support, meaning issues they report could get attention faster than other users. Again, horrible business model as well. If you're paying, you get better customer support. So let's forget about the 400 other million people who use the app. Again, we're talking about subscriptions. So it's going to cost around 3.50 Canadian dollars or $2.89 a month. Again, no one's going to pay 10 drums a month to use Twitter just for an undo tweet button. Now, you know, some people who are really obsessed with Twitter, I would see why they'd be interested with a feature like this. The way they're trying to lure customers to it is they're coming from the angle of now you can make your own Twitter app customizable to you. So you can choose exactly how you want your newsfeed timeline, whatever you want to call it, how you want it to appear through that bookmark folders and reader mode feature. So you can pick and choose which tweets do you want to appear first on your timeline, which is a feature that Facebook has long had for a very long time. Subscribers will also be getting dedicated customer support, meaning any issues that you face on Twitter Blue are going to be getting attention faster and much more conveniently than other users on the regular Twitter. Now, Twitter has long been trying to add different features to attract new customers. We've seen them trying to copy a little bit of Clubhouse through the Twitter spaces, a little bit of Instagram through that, you know, better quality photos feature on their application. So you're not going to be getting a cropped photo anymore. They've they've been trying different methods. Uh, some of them have been succeeding. Others are clearly failing. But 
I guess we've just we've got to wait and see what it, what what people are going to react to this new subscription service and if anyone is going to go ahead and buy it. Yes, I don't believe uh, a lot will uh, subscribe to this uh, subscription service. Again, it is a free platform already. I would not care to pay ten dollars a month for an undo <laughs> tweet button, bookmark folders, and even reader mode. Uh, the feedback. Under these tweets, obviously, a lot of trolls are saying, hey, we want the feature to deactivate other people's accounts. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> not a lot of people really care. Again, not the average person is going to subscribe. Why would I pay add to my monthly bills $2.89? Why would I add to it? I don't I don't understand what what I would benefit from it. I don't know. Yeah. That's just me. Again, we do know that Twitter has been adding a lot of new features to attract the new users and uh they seem to be adding a lot of features that no one wants. But again, you know, you know though, what's interesting is on Twitter's support website, they actually mentioned that if you purchase Twitter Blue on iOS and you log into the same account on Twitter for Android, you may be able to access some features, but they have not optimized those experiences yet. And that's exactly why they do recommend only using Twitter Blue on iOS when it's first released in Canada and Australia. So if the service is not yet optimized, why are we releasing it so soon? <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't believe in Twitter anyways. I don't believe in their business model. And we do know that Twitter shares closed on Thursday down 15 cents at $57, which does mean uh, the investors and people who are trading their stock are not happy because the stock has went down. So basic uh, stocking stock and accounts, uh, if a company is doing good, the stock goes high. It does mm. rise. But Twitter stock or shares have went down. Let us know your guys' thoughts. 4215, do it or on Instagram at Pulse95Radio. Am I bashing Twitter too much? <laughs> or is this service just utter uh, garbage? Let us know your guys' thoughts. Our text lines are open. We're going to be taking a short break. But when we come back, we're talking about Ring and how the Neighborhood Watch app is making police request public files. You're, You're listening, listening to Pulse95. How many people have a security camera installed in front of their homes, in the backyard, just to make sure that they feel safe in their own house? But what if we told you that some camera companies or CCTV camera companies are actually providing all of the footage to police officers without really much of a announcement to any of the users, to any of the house owners. These files are being given to the police officers and come to find out they have access to them and we don't even know. But a company called Ring that is owned by Amazon that typically is one of the most famous uh, CCTV camera companies have decided that enough is enough. They're going to make police requests public. So if a police officer comes and asks for the footage of your CCTV camera, they will give it to him or her, but they will also be informing the users that this footage has been collected. Yes, now public safety agencies such as police and fire departments in the U.S. now must request material from their communities through a new publicly viewable type of post on the neighbor's app, which Ring did say in a recent blog. Now, previously, Ring device owners would receive private messages from the app on the behalf of police looking for such videos. Now, just a little bit of a background, Ring is a smart security device company whose video doorbell product does allow users to see and record people who do approach their doorstep, which does deter theft and allowing them to monitor 
around their homes and it was bought by the e-commerce giant back in 2018. Now, I've seen a lot of uh, videos of the Ring app uh, mm. or the Ring uh, camera around uh, online. Some people make funny videos with them. For example, they'd see a funny Amazon uh, delivery driver make a, a cute little step or play with the dog or something yeah. like that. But again, it is also used for your safety and protection. So the question does come into play. Do I want uh, the, this footage to be requested publicly or by the public? And when we're talking about public safety agencies, we're talking about police and fire departments. Or is it now my property? Does this mean that the ring footage is is owned by Ring or is it owned by me? Mm, that's a very interesting question, especially because Ring does have a lot of partnerships with you, with U.S. law enforcement agencies, and that has drawn a, a lot of attention to the company itself. Hundreds of police and fire departments have actually joined an application that is used hand-in-hand -hand with uh, Ring's products, which is the Neighbors app. Ring did say that they are requesting for assistance feature in the Neighbors app will be rolling out starting next week, and this will help a lot of users find out exactly when police officers request their footage. Yes, now it did say that no information would be shared with those agencies without users choosing to do so. That request can be issued only by a verified agency profile, and that request history will actually be logged online so those users can actually see how their police force is using the posts. Now, social apps did focus, which are focused actually on neighborhood safety, have come under increasing scrutiny in recent months. Now, the crowdsourced crime tracking app, which goes by the name of Citizen, was recently blasted for putting a $30,000 reward to find a man it wrongly said was an arson sus suspect. Arson meaning they did uh, set fire to an, a, uh, a building or to something. Now, the company did say it regrets the mistake and is working to approve its internal processes. Now, looking at how getting a Ring device is very and fairly simple. You order it online, an Amazon technician will come in and install that uh, doorbell for you. And it's pretty simple and easy to log into that online uh, crowd uh, space and look at the footage and even interact with the app. I know I have a couple of friends who have CCTV on their phones now. Anytime uh, we're at, we're sitting in the midges or something yeah. and uh, someone rings the doorbell, he or he can see on his phone who's at the door. And again, would it be logical for, uh, let's say, police to request this type of yeah. uh, footage or information at any given moment. Mm -hmm. Could this actually information or footage be used against the user in a court of law? Again, there's a lot of, uh, when it does come to the jurisdiction in the U.S., there's a lot of loopholes and he, he, he said, she said, especially when it does come to tech. So I'm looking at how this story will be developing and a lot of rules will be, be made yeah. for Amazon's Ring. You're absolutely right about this one. And whenever people think about buying a new Ring device or a Ring camera, they have to keep they used to have to keep in mind that they're not the only one who can access this footage. Their footage is not private. It's on the cloud and at any point police officers could potentially request for this footage. Yes, you will be getting an email telling you that a police officer is, is requesting footage from your camera, but if you do plan to refuse to share your footage in a lot of those circumstances, police can still get your footage by bringing a warrant straight to Amazon and you would never even know. So this is exactly why Amazon releasing this new uh, or this news about them actually only allowing users to approve or disapprove of giving that footage will help a lot of people, I feel like. 
go ahead and get a camera from Ring because no one wants their footage, especially if these cameras are installed at home. They don't want them to be accessible to anyone and everyone, you know? Mm, yes. Now, uh, when as- we're talking about if the police bring a warrant. Mm. Now, Apple has something against this. If you bring a warrant, if the highest court in the U.S. says, hey, yeah. Apple, open this phone for me. We're talking about the Supreme Court. If they ask Apple to open a phone for them, they are not required to open that phone and say, hey, we can't do anything. This is in our terms and conditions. True. The phone, it, we cannot open it. It doesn't matter what the crime is. And that is ethically correct. Yeah. I think that, again, uh, I have a password on my phone for a reason. And Apple does know this. And that is why Apple is very trusted. Samsung, on the other hand, they will <laughs> open phones for you. And we're looking at Amazon saying that, hey, if they bring a warrant, we have to give out uh, this footage. So you do not own the footage, apparently. But they will ask you regardless whether or not you want to share it. It's kind of like, why are you asking me if you could take it anyways? True. Coming up on the show, we're going to be having another debate all about wearables. Fitbit just launched a Minions a branded watch for all kids. The question is, would you give it to your children or not? Keep us on your five locked. We'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Gadget of the day. New tech you might want to play with. New tech you might want to play with or put on your kids. We're talking about a Fitbit that has been launched as and branded as Minions Ace 3, which is uh, the despicable me now. <laughs> Fitbit has launched a Minions Special Edition version of its Fitbit Ace 3 Kids Fitness Tracker. And that special edition does come Minion themed in a bright yellow that really looks bright and fun. Now, I'm 100% on board with this. On board. Yes. I want to hear your reasons. Uh, because why wouldn't you want kids to get into fitness? Why wouldn't you mm-hmm. want kids to see if they're moving or not? Now, as an adult who has an Apple Watch, I get, I'm get i proud of myself when it says, hey, you've completed seven workouts this week. True. Right? So why, why not put something on a child? To motivate them to go out and move a little bit. I mean, it's it's it, there's a feeling of accomplishment. Your endorphins start kicking in when you see that hey, I am doing good. I am accomplishing something. So seeing something like this on a child and again, kind of uh, catering to their likes of the Minions Despicable Me movie, yeah, uh, it will motivate them to start going out more and riding bikes and again getting into that fitness area. We do know that this generation uh, likes to play games a lot. They like to sit at home a lot, regardless of the pandemic or not. Yeah. Uh, they're very tech savvy. It's not a bad thing, but again, there is no balance between Fortnite and going out <laughs> at night and working out or even playing with friends. I don't remember the last time I saw uh, a 13, 14 year old child play in a park. I agree with you on that one. There are a lot of benefits to giving children wearables or fitness trackers. Just like you mentioned, it could motivate them to get uh, more moving, to encourage them to start walking more, biking more, simply to to go ahead and hit those rewards that fitness trackers would typically give you. As adults, these motivate us. So can, I can only imagine how they would also motivate children. A lot of psychologists that have been discussing the pros and cons of giving children fitness trackers have said that they could in many ways benefit children especially if they're the type who like to self-monitor you know help them develop a better and healthier lifestyle but they can also cause some few harms which for many children if they have let's say a history of eating disorders this may just put them a little bit more on the edge 
do more harm than good with other children, especially those who will wear them uh, to sleep, will wear the fitness tracker. There has been a lot of adverse health effects. So the different signals that these fitness trackers send out that will potentially, you know, many people wear it to bed to monitor their sleep duration. It's important to place it on airplane mode with the fitness uh, wearable or the Fitbit. That's not an option. There is no airplane mode for this one. But at the end of the day, I personally feel like the pros do outweigh the cons. And let's look a little bit at the features that this band actually offers. So apart from the fact that it has a lot of kids' favorite minions, Kevin, Bob, Stuart, there are a lot of themes on the watch itself as well. So parents and kids will love using this feature to motivate them to stay active and build healthy lifestyle, but also to bring some fun to the family, uh, to be able to compare how one another are moving and motivate each other to move a little bit more every single day. Yes, I don't believe the cons actually are cons, to be honest. I mean, I don't sleep with my Apple Watch. So, I mean, it's very simple. Take it off, put it next to you on the bed or whatever. And uh, for the eating disorder, I don't, I don't, I mean, if, if anyone says that, if there are people are going out saying, hey, we shouldn't put fitness trackers on kids, um, I don't believe that when you put something in your mouth, the fitness trackers can say, hey, that's a donut, that's 300 calories, calm down. So I don't, I don't believe that there are many cons that are actually plausible or that would uh, demotivate a child to work out. I mean, you might get a little bit obsessed about burning a certain number of calories, yeah. but um, I mean, obsession with anything isn't good. True. It doesn't matter if it's a fitness, if it's drinking water. If I drink too much water, I can actually get water poisoning, believe it or not. So again, anything that, anything that creates an un- unhealthy obsession is harmful for you. Even if you brush your teeth too much, you can hurt your gums and they'll bleed and you can get it infected. Right. Everything has to be done in a moderate and uh, supervised fashion. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at this as a great initiative to get kids moving because kids in this generation, not all of them, but a big majority of them don't go out, don't play sports, don't work out. They don't do a lot of things. I'm not saying kids should go out and start lifting dumbbells, (laughs) but they should go out and actually move move a little bit play some sports uh have fun i mean we do know with the covid19 pandemic schools are closed and we can't actually there's not an pe anymore there's not a lot of things that could be done back before the pandemic so i think having something like this letting your kids walk around a little bit have fun in the park maybe make it kind of like a challenge between you and your child yeah uh hey if i get 1000 calories today i'm gonna do one two three (laughs) Hey, okay, if you get 10,000 calories burnt this week, we can go out and buy you that new game. Yeah, and I agree with you on that one, especially because Apple has also launched the Apple Watch Kids, which pair with every parent's phone and other and the parent's uh, Apple Watch itself. So what's interesting about this is it's not like a phone, you know, you're not giving your child a phone, you're giving them a way to motivate them to become more active, to be healthier. And every kid loves gaming. So, you know, whether it's a video game, boards game, or simply playing with toys, competition is what every child looks for. So using an activity tracker could potentially combine the best of both worlds and allow your child to move a little bit more. So let us know your thoughts. What do you think of this Fitbit Minions design? And would you consider getting your child an activity tracker? I think in many ways, this could also help parents track exactly where their children at. Could also mean that hackers may be able to find out exactly where children's are. This is what throws me off with the fitness trackers is how private can they be? 
But at the end of the day, we do have to think about the bigger picture. There's hacking risks with any machine, with anything that our kids use. Let us know your thoughts. Our text lines are open. 4215-DO-IT-SALT or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Future Talk is coming to an end, but we want to wish you a blessed and a very productive Sunday. Make sure you keep Pulse95 locked because coming up is the Afternoon Karak team with Aishan Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah. Yes, indeed. Hope you guys do have a wonderful rest of the day. We'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place, right here on Pulse95. This is Pulse95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.